0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk Podcast. This is episode number three. My name is Ryan, and I will be your host once again. In today's installment, we are going to dive into some viewerslash listener questions and comments. We're going to take a look at uh, some news with eBay and a big, big, big announcement that they made earlier this week. And of course, we will do the weekly recap of my little corner of the eBay galaxy. I hope everyone's having a great week. Um, I'm a little behind here on uh, getting videos put together. I have been super, super busy trying to get weighted through the 8,000 CD lot that I purchased a couple of weeks ago. You may recall uh, me mentioning that on more than one occasion and I've got a big I had scheduled a, a book overstock sale slash yard sale for Saturday, the 25th of July. So this coming Saturday. And when I got all these CDs, I decided, you know, it'd probably be a good idea to put some of those that are not probably worth listing on eBay in that sale. So that's kind of what I've been working on is trying to get that um, initial sort done so that I can put most of those out that belong out there. And I've made fairly good progress. I've gotten through 34 of the 54 boxes as of this afternoon, but I've still got 20 to do and I got five days to get it done. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a battle. I've been averaging about two and a half to three boxes a day, and I need to get it up to about four boxes a day to get it done. So uh, hopefully hopefully, I can get that wrapped up and have a bunch of stuff for that closeout sale. If you're local to the Cincinnati or Dayton area, um, I will put a link to that event in the show notes and in the description of the video on YouTube. Uh, Feel free to come on down and take a look. There are going to be literally hundreds of books and probably thousands of CDs and everything is going to be one dollar each. So, um... Some of the stuff might actually not be terrible at that price as a reseller. Um, the CDs, not so much. Most of what's going out there is if you're a collector or really into music, there's, there is some actually really good stuff in there. Um, it's all pre-2005. There's country, classical, jazz, blues, tons of punk and ska. Um, some metal. I mean, it's a really, really nice assortment. So if you're a big music fan um, at a dollar a disc, it's a great way to like fill in some of that old back catalog and maybe find some stuff that's kind of unusual and maybe out of print. But uh, at a dollar a disc, um, if you're thinking about reselling, um, call me after the sale <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll make a deal uh, for something a little more attractive for you than a dollar a disc. So Uh, With that, let's dive into uh, some of the um, viewer slash listener questions that have come up in the last week that anytime I get a comment on a YouTube video, I try to respond right there in the comments, Um, but I wanted to do a little bit deeper dive on a couple of these because I didn't didn't really feel a one or two sentence answer probably was sufficient, but I didn't want to write a book. In the comments. So the first one, uh, Collins Corner said, I'm just getting started to get into media, books, CDs, and movies. Uh, We'd be interested in seeing a video on things that you can regularly find at yard sales to flip. So my response to that was um, that I would try to show a few of the things that I pick up the sales. But to be fair, the big money, like I talked about last week in the podcast, is in bulk buys. So getting Big quantities of whatever it is books, movies, CDs at pennies on the dollar. The stuff you normally are going to find at your typical yard sale, garage sale, my sale next weekend, notwithstanding, <laughs> uh, is what we know in the industry as commons. It's nickelback and in sync and pink. And it's the stuff that everybody already has. They're trying to get rid of it at a garage sale for a dollar a disc. And you can't sell it for more than 4 or $5 with free shipping on eBay. So those those common titles that you're likely to run into at a yard sale or a garage sale are, are not really what you're looking for. What you're trying to find are the more unusual pieces. So if somebody's got you know a bunch of old jazz or blues or some really obscure... Rock, you know, God is an astronaut, or you know, something like that. Some the, the if you've never heard of it, it's probably worth taking a a look at and maybe scanning to see what they're selling for on eBay. Um, but the stuff that you already know, the ACDC and the Pink Floyd and that kind of stuff, and unless you happen to stumble on some really unusual out of print item, they're really not worth messing with. What you what you should be trying to do when you're at those sales is determine if there's enough value in the collection, especially at at an estate sale, to make an offer on the whole shoot and match. And then you get the stuff cheaply enough where it makes sense. You'll have some stuff like I'm going through right now with that 8,000 CD lot that's not ultimately worth messing with, but you'll find enough good value stuff uh, to make the lot worthwhile. Just to give you a a quick update on that 8,000 CD lot, I've listed really very few of them, um, maybe two or 300, because I'm trying to get through this sort rather than listing. Um, it might be a few more than that, but it's less than 400 total. Uh, but I've already more than made my money back. I think I've grossed about 450 bucks on an original $300 investment. Um, after fees and everything, I'm well over $300. So the, the lot is already paid for. So everything from here on out is gravy. And that's that's really the way to do media, like I talked about last week. But since this question came up again, um, I thought I would take another quick run at it. So uh, Collins Corner, thank you for the question. Thank you for checking out the video, and hopefully we'll see you again. Uh, Jennifer R. on YouTube Um Asked, She's got a huge lot of books, and she's come across several that the comps were pretty good, but it had, or they had, a lot of highlighting and notes. And she wanted to know if I would even bother trying to sell books like that. The short answer was absolutely. Um, But as with anything, kind of honesty is the best policy. Disclose, disclose, disclose. Now, to be fair, I did a video, gosh, a couple of months ago about why it is valuable to chat up the resellers and the uh, the, the estate sellers i should say because you can make some connections and you can end up scoring some pretty good lots of merchandise at a pretty reasonable price and at one of those sales there was a ton of old like vintage economics books like John Maynard Keynes, and John Kenneth Galbraith, and a really nice collection of stuff, but they all had significant notes and underlining. At the sale, they were asking like two bucks a piece for the hardbacks, which if they were unmarked, I probably would have bought them because comps were in the $40 to $50 range. But given that they were all marked up, the highest you could probably grade them officially would be acceptable. And that obviously significantly impacts their value in a negative fashion. So I passed on those. However, she called me. um, I ran into her actually a week later and she said, if I could go to that home and take all those books out of there, I could just have them. And because most of them were marked up, most of them were still there. So I listed all of those and I've made probably... Four or five sales so far on those books at an average of about twenty-five to thirty dollars a book, um, and i I was very upfront when I listed them. Now I don't. I sell all my books on eBay. I don't. I don't mess with Amazon anymore. I used to sell on Amazon, and my My recollection is that uh, what would be the word? They were a lot more persnickety, <laughs> if you will, about the. Quality of the books and the accuracy of your description of the books and what things were marked up or highlighted and whatnot. eBay doesn't seem to be quite as stringent with that. That being said, um, a book that has significant notes in it, um, I will generally not grade higher than acceptable, even if the book is in really good condition. Otherwise, I will, much to the dismay of a lot of the book seller purists, I will indicate in the description that other than the notations or the highlighting or the underlining, the book is in really good physical condition if that is the case. And I I think that's only fair because a customer is going to want to know, okay, is it, is it also fallen apart or is it in good physical shape and it just happens to have notes in it? And of course, as I answered in the YouTube comment, I, I price it accordingly. I didn't try to get 50 bucks or a first edition book that was all marked up. I marked mine at 30 or 35 with best offer and took a little bit less. But in that particular case, I didn't have anything in it. And if, if she has bought a big lot, she probably doesn't have significant money in those either. And that's a really great opportunity to make money. So, um, I also make sure I take pictures of a couple of representative pages, not the whole book, obviously. Um, But a couple of shots where there's significant highlighting or underlining. And then, again, in the comments, I'll be pretty specific about there is underlining, there is notations, there is highlighting throughout the book. Or what you'll find in a lot of cases is, um, like I did when I was in college, my highlighting and notations generally ended after the first couple of chapters. (laughs) Uh, And then the book is pretty clean after that. And I'll put that in the comments. There's, you know, notations, highlighting in the first... 50 pages and the rest of the book is clean. And, you know, that's, that's valuable information for your potential customer. So um, short answer long. Yes, absolutely. I would sell them and list them, but would disclose um, what the condition is, both the good and the bad so that there's no, you know, like I said, in one of my other podcasts, you know, under promise over deliver. I don't, I don't want to risk a return. I don't want to risk item, not as described. So I try to be really careful um, about what I what I grade the books as and the descriptions of the books. So that's what I would recommend that you do there. Um, I had another question from Francisco Martin del Campo asking if he gets a book with a questionable dust jacket, do you sell it with or without? My answer is that the even a pretty badly damaged dust jacket is probably worth including again, note it in the description and take a couple good pictures of where there is damage. Um, and the, the picture thing is super, super important. And I see listings all the time where there's like a stock photo and then you go to the description and it says dust cover damaged. Well, what does that mean exactly? What's, what's damaged? Does it have, does it have a small tear? Is it got a corner cut? Um, you know, was it hole punched? Does a promo? I mean, what, what exactly is wrong with it. And a picture would answer all those questions. So always make sure you use those 12 pictures that you've got. And if you've got one that's damaged, um, I would include it unless it's like literally completely falling apart and just won't even stay on the book. So that's what I do with them. And again, same thing, you know, make sure you're upfront about the condition and the pictures and you should not run into any problems and they do, even if the dust jacket's in bad condition, um, they do seem to bring more money with the dust jackets than without. So I would definitely include it. So that's kind of the uh, the bulk of the main kind of questions over the last week. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can uh, either comment on the video. If you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, you can send me a voice message directly through the Anchor app. You can also go to galaxycdsrocks.com and there's links to my email. There's a community board there as well. So you've got multiple ways that you can get a hold of me. Um, The email address is galaxycds at gmail.com. Feel free to send me a message that way as well. Um, I will either respond directly or I will address it in a future video or podcast. So thank you for the questions. I appreciate it very much. And with that... News updates. Let's get into some news real quick on the eBay front. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that they're in the process of potentially selling their classifieds business. Um, it is crazy, crazy money. Um, Bloomberg is reporting that it could be a more than eight billion with a B billion dollar deal, which is just a staggering amount of money um the deal apparently there are several bidders and it looks like ebay is preferring to actually keep a stake in that business they're not wanting to totally sell it which has kind of thrown a wrench into the works um it sounds like there was a group from new york uh process nv i've never heard of them um but they were kind of the leader in the clubhouse to get this deal put together. Um, But they did not apparently want to be involved with letting eBay have any kind of a a say in the business in the future. So there are other companies bids who now apparently look a little more likely, but it sounds like this sale is very likely to go through here shortly and really put some money in the bank for eBay. Like they're not rolling in it already. Uh, They also mentioned that they are, and this this quote, but kind of baffled me, but uh, eBay is working to understand the impact promoted listings have on a buyer on the marketplace. Um, I would have thought that was something that they were already well aware of since they've been, you know, kind of ramming promoted listings down our throat for the last year. But um, uh, apparently, they are looking at doing something that they call floating slots um, rather than just the static, the The promoted listing always appears in the same place at the same time. Uh, They're looking to change their algorithm, where those ads, where those promoted listings get placed, and they're trying to do a little bit more research into how a customer apparently is viewing those promoted listings. So that's kind of an interesting interesting thing going on there. Of course, the big news on eBay this week was the upcoming change, uh, effective August 1st, in their insertion fees. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in a podcast that the guys over at Pure Hustle podcast had been on a call with eBay executives and the, the, the free 50,000 listings that we've all enjoyed during the pandemic came up. And the question was raised, is that something that's going to continue? And the response was something to the effect of stay tuned. So, uh, this week, they announced that they are, in fact, going to make major changes to the way they handle insertion fees. And I'm just going to kind of run through real quick a recap of what what kind of what's changed. It's a massive, massive change. Um, previously, if you did not have a store subscription at all, you received 50 free auction or fixed price listings. Effective August 1st, you're going to get 200 Which is a nice bump. The starter store is gonna go from 100 to 250, and the basic store is gonna go from 250 fixed price listings to 350. Um, Auctions will stay the same at 250. But in addition, if you have a basic store, you're going to receive 10,000 fixed price listings in select categories, which is a huge, huge number. Um, I, I jumped from a basic store to a premium store, gosh, months and months and months ago, probably before Christmas. And, uh, the premium store historically has gotten 1000 fixed price listings in all categories and then 500 auction listings in fashion and collectibles. With the pandemic, we've all had 50,000 fixed price listings and, I was actually starting to sweat a little bit about whether or not I was going to have to bump up to the Anchor store because from the end of February until now, my active listing total has gone from about 1300 which I was able to, just with the timing of the way things sold and whatnot, I was not really paying for a lot of auctions or a lot of fixed price listings with my store, even though I only had 1000 Things were falling off as things were going on. I never really got hit with a big fee. But at the end of August, when this 50,000 free listing thing went away, um, I'm looking at probably something like 4,600 or 4,700 listings with another several thousand pieces sitting in my garage waiting to be listed. So I was at a point where, man, I'm going to have to pony up the 300 bucks for the anchor store. And I was I was not really looking forward to that. Now, the premium store is going to get still the 1,000 fixed price listings in all categories, but the 50,000 in select categories. And I'll go over those select categories here in a minute. But that's a huge, uh, that was a huge weight off my shoulders. In fact, I could even theoretically consider stepping down now from premium to basic because the 10,000, um, I'm a long way from 10,000. And these are mostly in the categories that I do. So I'm on the fence. You know, five days ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to go to the go to the anchor store. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe I can downgrade to the basic store and save myself some money. So I haven't made a decision yet what I want to do there. Um, I need to dig a little deeper into it. But that kind of in a nutshell is what they're doing. If you happen to be an anchor store, uh, you're going to get 75000 Fixed price listings in specific categories. So just huge, huge numbers. Um, Those select categories, if you're interested, if you haven't been on the site and seen the full list, include sport trading cards, collectible card games, collectibles, music, books, DVDs, and movies. So those three right in my wheelhouse. That's probably 85, maybe 90% of what I currently have listed. Stamps, video games, crafts, and party supplies. So it's a a fairly healthy list, Um, obviously really focused on media, which probably is smart on their part because us media sellers have high-quantity, high-volume listings with low-dollar amounts. So I need thousands of listings to generate hundreds of sales in order to make a living, where if you're selling bigger items... You don't need all those listings because you're listing significantly higher dollar value items. So this has just been wonderful news. I can't tell you <laughs> how excited I was when I, when I saw this email pop up in my uh, eBay message box. So that's a quick recap of, of that. If you have any questions on that, you can go into um, obviously the eBay site. There's an insertion fees update and you can see exactly what they're doing there, but a uh, huge, huge, Huge help with all the extra listings. And that sound means it's time for me to talk about our sponsors. So let's take a quick break and then I will be right back. And we're back. And with that, we'll jump right into the weekly recap Man, it has been a fantastic week here at the Galaxy, um, relatively speaking. And again, if you've been following along, I don't, I'm not doing huge numbers. I'm not doing $10,000 a week. Um, but last week, I mentioned in last week's podcast that I was off to a real good start with Sunday. And Monday was good. Tuesday was a little suspect. But the rest of the week was just... Just killer. Um, really, really good week. I will be doing probably either on Wednesday or Thursday a another what sold recap video on YouTube. There will, of course, be audio available as a podcast as well, but um to kind of cover some of the some of the cooler stuff that goes out of here. That's kind of my plan um is to do that video now once a week, kind of midweek. Um you're also gonna start seeing on Tuesdays. Just a quick two-minute tip where I will give you um, in roughly two minutes a, a quick tip to just help you start, grow, uh, or manage your reselling business. So be on the lookout for those every Tuesday morning. Um, and then, of course, this podcast, which I try to do every Sunday... And then depending on what's going on, maybe another video late in the week. Um, Didn't get to that one this past week, like I said. Probably won't this coming week either because of um, the ongoing prep for the actual live retail version of the sale. Um, But hopefully the following week I'll get back into um, kind of a fourth video. But in any event, to recap the week, the last couple of weeks been hovering right around $1,000 in gross sales this week was fifteen eighty seven thirty, so better than a fifty percent increase in sales, which was really really nice. Um, and again, on the kind of what sold video, I'll definitely be sharing with you how that happened. Um, but just a really solid week. My cost of goods sold, and again, this just this consistently blows me away. Um, On almost $1,600 in sales, my cost of goods sold was less than $43. (laughs) Uh, Gross profit percentage was 97.3%, which is just ridiculous. Um, Fantastic money. Net profit for the week, the net profit percentage was 61.2%, about $972. And it would have been even better, but I had to order... um, about $160 worth of shipping supplies. I was running out of boxes. I was running out of bubble mailers for the CDs. Um, I needed some new bubble wrap. So I had to make a kind of a supply order or the net profit for the week would have been well over a grand, which I'd have to go back and look, but I think that's probably the best week I've had um, since I started doing reselling full-time back in October. So really, really happy with how the week went. Um, it's been a very good weekend. Um, yesterday was pretty solid. Today has been just outstanding. I'm going to have to pull orders tonight, uh, to not be completely overwhelmed tomorrow morning. So we're again, I'm off to a really good start. Um, so very excited. I hope your week also was, was very good. I haven't really talked to any other resellers. Uh, I've watched a few videos and it seems like some people are maybe in that summer slump. So hopefully that has not affected you, but, uh, Here at the Galaxy, it was pretty killer, um, I must say. So with that, oh, that's not the right sound, Ryan. And there you go. That's more like it. I have done all the damage I want to do for this week's podcast. You've been listening to the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast, and we will see you next week.